Welcome to the Tuned In Podcast. I'm Post-Gazette TV writer Rob Owen, and I'm joined this week by media writer Maria Shulo. Hey, Maria. Hey, Rob. And online features editor Sharon Everson. Hey, Sharon. Hi, Rob. Sorry if the voice is a little low this week. Um, (laughs) (laughs) We're going to talk three TV topics this week. The Emmy predictions. The Emmy nominations come out in a week. Uh, We're going to try and do some predictions, what we would like to see, um, what we're likely to see. And then we're going to get into two series, uh, Glow, back for its second season, and Younger, back for I don't know what season. It's been around for a while, and it continues to see its ratings improve. It's ageless. Um, (laughs) Okay, ageless. There we go. Uh, So first, the Emmy predictions. Um, The Emmys are uh, nominations come out next Thursday, July 12th. I will be eagerly typing that up as soon as uh, they are released. I think from a local perspective, the most interesting thing to, to watch for is if Netflix's Mindhunter uh, gets, a, uh, gets a major nomination, like a drama series nomination, and if it also gets some attention for its actors. Um, it seems like Cameron Britton mm-hmm. is a shoe-in for a guest star nomination. Mm-hmm. He oh, played yeah. um, Kemper, I think was the name of that series. Yeah, Ed Kemper. Kemper. Um, what are you guys hoping for or looking forward to or expecting, I suppose? Wow. <laughs> do we have a lot of time? Now I'll yeah. do this really quickly. Um, some things that I really hope and probably expect is that Rachel Brosnahan will get a nomination for the Marvelous uh, yes. Mrs. Yeah. Maisel. Mm-hmm. The series absolutely should get one. You know, this year, um, you know, it's kind of hard to tell with the men's side of comedy. First of all, is Atlanta still in the comedy category? I guess it is. I would is, think so. And it is very funny, but it's just one of those, you know, yeah, there's a things lot, of, lot of things on the shelf. There. And here's the thing. There are no lead actors in this season. They really spread the wealth around. And, you know, Brian Tyree Henry was fabulous, mm-hmm. um, especially in the last two episodes. Lakey Stanfield, of course, was in that a beyond creepy uh, <laughs> episode about visiting a, um, a recluse a yeah. recluse in his mansion. Yeah. You know, Donald Glover really wasn't in it all that much, and when he, he was, he was kind of like the Jerry Seinfeld, uh, a lot happened to him and around him. And, and certainly with, you know, his, his girlfriend, sometimes girlfriend, uh, you know, there was drama, but n- there were no real lead, I think, actors in this so it's gonna it's gonna be really weird to see the way this falls um, the series of course yeah, is terrific my, my guess is that they submit it they they usually choose sort of am i going to submit in lead or am i going to submit in supporting mm-hmm. um and the academy will respect um, yeah i think whatever they chose for that because you're right it it was there, there was a lot of spreading around of material this season on Atlanta. I also have to say, I mean, I hope the Americans get some love, but I yes. really, really hope that Killing Eve yes. is, and especially the two leads, Jodie Comer and, and Sandra Oh. I mean, man, what a great series. Yeah, but by far, um, in a way, um, if, if we're talking about what we hope gets attention, that's the one. The other one... Um, that for me was unexpected because I've just been binging it lately was The Good Fight. Um, oh, it's so good, isn't I it? I know, I've really huh. been, you know, and uh, it's so, when you head into a season two with Brian Stokes Mitchell and Audrey McDonald as, you know, like the first faces you see, <laughs> um, you know, you've totally hooked me anyway. 
Um, but um, it's so unusual in a lot of the, the way they do things and the way they deal with the current um, politics is, uh, is really hmm. int- intriguing. And um, I, I don't know how I would depict actors, frankly, from, from the show because um, Christine Baranski is the same character all the time to me. I don't think she's, she chews scenery necessarily. I think she's um, a wonderful actress, but um, she's so deeply connected to that character now. It's, you know, it's, it's the kind of acting that you mm. necessarily don't see. Um, and, uh, but it really is a, an ensemble piece. And um, Rose Leslie, less and less uh, being on the show, it, it's, it's just hard to pick, you know, who, who I would pick acting-wise. But the series, uh, as a series, yeah, definitely. That's one that I, I assume critics notice, but I don't know, you know, the public, who's watching um, CBS All Access um, or are they catching up on Amazon Prime? It, it's hard to say. Oh, I'll go you one even more obscure. I really hope Brendan Gleeson was noticed for Audience Network's Mr. Mercedes. <laughs> he was really excellent. But that's, you know, I don't know where horror fits into anything. And, yeah. and even, would that be miniseries? Rob, even though they're planning, I think, the second no, season I, King No, I think that would probably be a, a drama series. Because, yeah, season, season two comes out in August. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I suspect it would go under the drama category. And I, I suspect it's a pretty long shot. Well, I just want to say two other things really quickly. I think Tandy Newton on Westworld. Oh, she deserves it so uh, much. Yeah. I mean, I'm really hoping that, that people can look past. I mean, that was such a gut-wretching performance. And maybe she'll Agreed. be back. Who knows? But one other um, that I just thought was really, you know, um, oh gosh, I'm looking at my notes and I can't even find it here. Oh, good good job. Um, Barry on HBO yes. was oh, a yeah. really good series and I thought Bill Hader was great. Yeah, and Henry Winkler, you know, uh, having, having a, a bizarre renaissance, yeah. you know, who thought that the guy who was marching around the world with uh, William Shatner and uh, Terry Bradshaw, and Terry Bradshaw and, and, yeah. yeah, those guys, you know, um, would turn in um, such such a full-bodied performance, too. I, I, I like yeah, Henry a lot. Yeah, he's, you know, mm. we've, we've seen him in some other things, and he's been good, but yeah. this, this is really a, a star turn. Yep. I'm, I'm hoping to see some love in the... Uh, Limited series category for uh, Versace, American Crime Story. Yeah, that's that's a real question. Now, Pose is not eligible, no, right? No. But but you almost have. And oh, while we're on the subject, and don't laugh at me, I think Evan Peters continues to really show great acting chops in ridiculous situations. Um, I mean, he's really good. He's you know he's been in all sorts of Ryan Murphy projects mm-hmm. at this point. Um, I'm trying to think. Was he? I don't think he was in Versace. I, 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 I don't think he was, but no. he, he that would a be a first in American yeah. Horror Story last fall. Yeah, yeah, and it's just you know uh, that would yeah. be nice, but I'm not counting on it. Yeah, Judith Light in Versace had like this small role in every time. Oh and yeah, she when, was great. And whenever you know she's on the screen in almost anything, she's riveting. But that will also that brings up things like. I assume the deuce and um, you know what's ha- what happened to that, or, or is it even eligible now? And and, um, hmm. and trans- oh, it's it's eligible. I and, don't know anyone who will remember it, but it's yeah, eligible. Yeah. And transparent, and what happens to the actors who we've hmm. we've thrust aside because uh, um, of their behavior? So it'll, I think that'll also be interesting to see what Emmy voters do. I assume that um, they'll be ignored. 
Huh. I think transparent probably is not eligible because I don't oh, okay. think it aired during the you know, eligibility. No, period. you know what it was. I, th I if I remember correctly, they didn't um, put him up for an Emmy or something like that. They didn't put Jeffrey Tambor up for an Emmy. I think I read something like that, but I'm not sure. I'm and not I have sure. to say one more thing. I thought the glow absolutely yeah. could be a, a best comedy series yes. nominee. I definitely think that it will it will be in the running and get some nominations. Shall we? Shall we? Pivot to Glow. Yeah, you like how that happened? Thank you, Maria, You're for welcome. that. So, <laughs> Glow is back for its second season on Netflix. It is getting rave reviews. Maria, I think you have watched some, if not all of it at this point. Not um, yet all of it, sadly, mm -hmm. but um, I'm trying. Well, what, what are your thoughts on it in, in season two, and um, is it fulfilling your expectations after season one? I, you know what? I I thought season one was a perfect little gem, but it left me wanting more, which is exactly, I guess, what, what you want. And I think that there are just, it's saying so much about women and how we treat each other. And, you know, we, I'm of a certain age where I exactly remember what I was doing in, the, uh, in that era of the 80s. And it's just a very empowering series. It's not... Um, it's not trying too hard to be of the era. It has to be of the era because of what it's trying to do. But um, it's funny, you know, it's one of those you'll laugh, you'll cry, um, I don't want to get too specific. Betty Gilpin continues to just, you know, she's this um, former soap star who has lost her husband to another woman, but not really, and um, she's getting a divorce, and she's smart enough to become a producer on this highly male egocentric produced schlocky women gorgeous women of wrestling show and um i just i just really love this and i'm trying not to rush through it which is the only reason why i haven't watched all of it how's allison brie in this season since she's kind of the star of the series you know what i i'm not sure exactly how or why but She's. I don't think the audience. I mean, as this as this happens with any ensemble, I think the center has shifted a little away from her, and oh, that's, that's okay. No, but not not in a major way. But that's still okay. You know, because now we do want to know a little more about some of these other people. Interesting. And have they developed some of those secondary wrestling characters? Yeah, they've they've been trying. Um, yeah, that's all I'm going to say. I, I hate spoilers. Anyway, but I think Betty Gilpin is, is great. Mark Maron is, um, he, sometimes he's a little stereotypic as this complete, you know, he's this movie producer who every time I look at the, the post, movie posters on the wall behind him, they have these absurd schlocky names to the movies. Um, something like Werewolf Knocks Once or something stupid, <laughs> some stupid thing like that. Um, you know, he's a male chauvinist pig, but... He is not without feelings. So, yeah. So, binge it. It's only, I think... All right. All right. Let's move on to our final topic, Younger, which is back on TV land. Uh, Sharon, I know this has been a favorite of yours um, for a while, and uh, it started with the premise that Sutton Foster played this character who pretended to be much younger than she was. Slowly but surely, some folks have, have learned her secret, and I think that that ramped up a little bit in the new season. Yeah, I, I don't think this is an award winner. <laughs> it's more of, a, more of a guilty pleasure. I, I enjoy the New York nightlife that they show a lot, too. Um, 
She started, um, she's uh, 40-something, actually she was just turning 40 uh, when it began, that uh, woman who could not get a job in publishing, coming back to the workforce after a divorce, um, and um, to get a job she pretended to be in her 20s. <clears throat> and you're right, people are slowly finding this out, and it's the effects of that. Here's something, she couldn't get a job, Pe people wanted her when she was in her 20s, but now they're upset at her for having lied about her age and the consequences uh, of that lie um, are coming to fruition this year. But there are um, always men um, who um, seem to be attracted to her regardless, men of all ages. Uh, and um, the latest one is Christian Borle, um, who he brings um, the baggage um, for uh, fans of, have, of being her, um, uh, being Sun Foster's um, ex-husband. Um, so the fact that they're, um, and he plays a, uh, a celebrity journalist. One of the things I love about his character, and he's only been on one, ep well, a couple of episodes now, but um, is that he, he's a magazine writer and uh, he, it, it's the idea of a freelancer in New York who rubs elbows with all the rich and famous but has no money. Um, uh, they show him slipping a pork chop into his jacket at a party, you know, things like that. Um, and uh, how he uh, maneuvers, um, you know, not making, really not making a living very well uh, by uh, all the freebies that he gets. And uh, I, I think that that is a way of life for, for people I actually know. Uh, I think that the one thing I'd like to see them explore is um, her boss at the publishing company has discovered her lie and he was in love with her when he thought she was 27 and now he can't deal with her because um, she lied to him but he has to somehow I hope they that he has to come to grips with the idea that he was attracted to her when she was a certain age when he thought she was a certain age and you know and now that she's more of his age you know, he's pushing her away, and I think that will, you know, um, will be part of it. And there are some fun performances. Hilary Duff is a delight um, as a 20-something uh, uh, who um, is a hotshot in the publishing business, and, um, you know, the, and her roommate is Debbie Mazar, um, her lesbian artist roommate, who's hilarious sometimes. There are other men in her life. It's um, it's kind of a um, it has a, some Sex of the City elements to it too because of that. Uh, and again, it, for me, it's a guilty pleasure. It's fun to see the New Yorkers who show up in, in it, and um, it's always fun to see Sutton Foster for me, even if she's not breaking into song or dancing. I still miss Bunheads, um, but. Um, this, this is oh, Bunhead. Yeah, I know. The late lamented Bunheads. Um, this is my um, uh, little uh, way of getting Sun Foster in my life uh, every once in a while. I, I, it's a show that I, I always wonder about. You know, it's not something that I ever think is going to be renewed, and it keeps getting renewed. So um, there must be someone besides me watching, which is, I guess, a good thing. There, there definitely is. Last season, every week I would get an email saying the ratings had gone up from the week before, which is, you know, counterintuitive these mm -hmm. days to how television right. typically works. Now, I don't know if that's happening again this summer, but, but last summer it definitely was a show on the rise, even though it wasn't... Um, yeah wasn't wasn't new at that point yeah and you don't think of uh, about tv land very much these days but um but again it's it's on my dvr and um and i watch it in a timely fashion because for me it's fun so um there's something to be said for that too
There we go. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this week's Tuned In podcast. Thank you, Sharon. Thanks, Rob. Maria has left us um, to um, hit a deadline. I will still say thanks, Maria. (laughs) And thanks, as always, to our producer, Melissa Tack. If you have any topic suggestions or comments, please email me at rowen at post-gazette.com, and we'll chat with you again next week.